Are you looking for ways to attract and retain private pay clients? Thryzer is a payment platform for therapists built to help clients automatically tap into their out-of-network benefits and save on therapy up front. Check out our special link, join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist, and use the code modern therapists to activate $2,500 in free payments with Thryzer. Therapy Notes, the number one trusted EHR among mental health professionals, just keeps getting better and better. With legendary customer support 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're giving you all the tools you need to succeed, whether you're a solo clinician or a group practice. Try them free for two months using promo code MODERN today. You're listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide, where therapists live, breathe, and practice as human beings. To support you as a whole person and a therapist, here are your hosts, Kurt Widhelm and Katie Vernoy. Welcome back to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. I'm Kurt Widhelm with Katie Vernoy, and today's guest is Jax Anderson, the psychotherapist. She's an LPC <laughs> in Appleton, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show, Jax. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. We are so excited to have you here. I don't know if you know this, but we actually mentioned you in a previous episode <laughs> because uh, we were talking about branding, and I absolutely adore your brand. I love the psychotherapist and all of the videos that you make. It just makes me so happy. I don't know how many times I've just got to <laughs> cut the giggles. And so I, I would love for you to, to introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us what you're putting out in the world and uh, kind of yeah. how you got where you're where you are. Yeah, well, I have been a psychotherapist for, oh man, almost 15 years now at Mental Health Professional. And I worked in several different mental health clinics uh, from nonprofits to private practices as an independent contractor, an employee, and I've always worked with teens. I just love teenagers and working with parents of teenagers. And the psychotherapist came about. I started putting a space between psycho and therapist because mostly everywhere I would work, people would say, boy, Jack sure beats to the rhythm of her own uh. drum. <laughs> you know? She does things differently. Uh, she she seems to look at things differently. And the first place I worked, kind of where I cut my teeth as a mental health professional was a nonprofit. My mentor, she's still my mentor, I call her, but she would say to me, you know what? Jax gets a pass because Jax gets things done. She's the best teen mental health therapist I've ever seen. So That's awesome. When she said that to me, yeah, it was really cool. It was a really nice compliment. When she said that to me, I I have a lot of respect for her. So I was like, whoa. And so I really embraced doing things differently, beating to the rhythm of my own drum. And I started to be more verbal about it and public about it. And I love embracing those words that people often find offensive or we're really worried about saying we don't want to offend anybody like the word psycho. And I like to take that word and own it, grab it and redefine it. So that's why I became the psychotherapist. That's awesome. As I was getting ready for this show, I I, I got trapped in, in this internet black hole where I just couldn't stop watching all of the Jax Anderson <laughs> videos that are out there. <laughs> and they're phenomenal. This is everything that you've you've said is true, but you you've created such a, a strong online presence. How did that come to be? You know, I I'm not even 
really sure. I think I just, I love social media. Well, I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. You know, I think it can be used. <laughs> I think a lot of people it do. It can be used for good. It can be used for the dark side. You know, so I just started. You know, when I don't know, ten years ago, even before that, I just started putting more out there, trying to connect with potential clients, or even just connect with. Uh, the world about what I was doing. I was at the nonprofit agency I was working at was an equine assisted mental health clinic. So we worked with horses and I thought that was so unique and so different. And I really wanted to use social media to put out into the world what's going on here. And, uh, you know, we ended up getting more, more clients, more engagement, you know, where, where social media was at that time. I didn't do videos back then, but I think that because I had such a positive, you know, uh, such positive reinforcement from that, that I just decided, you know, at, it, it grew from there. I just kept putting stuff out there and I kept speaking about what I thought in regards to mental health therapy. And it's just, it, you know, eventually when I started my own practice, I just, I just really embraced it. I just went for it. And I thought the psychotherapist is a great brand. Uh, I really am very passionate about it. I have strong, uh, positive intentions with it. And the people that are going to resonate with it are going to find me. And the people that, that don't, you know, they can move on and just started being me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I think for me, watching the videos, it's so clear how authentically, I don't know, I mean, authentically real, that seems a little yeah. bit overkill, but just like how authentic you are, how passionate you are about the clients that you serve. And, and how did you get to that place where you, you know, kind of where did you get the wild and wacky videos? Like, where did that come from? You know, I started making videos uh, when I became a mom. So I was, you know, we ha we now have these phones. We're walking around with these cameras, these portable cameras everywhere. So I started recording my daughter all the time, of course, you know, for the memories. But then I thought, you know, it would be kind of fun to just set something up. So Christmas one year, I made a bunch of Grinch videos. So I have this like <laughs> stuffed animal Grinch. And I was, it, when I get bored or when I get overstimulated, I get weird. So I think I was in my office and I was kind of, I was bored. I was looking around, I'm like waiting for a client. It's like an hour in between clients. I'm like, I'm going to make a video with that Grinch. So I just started... <laughs> Like I, I set the Grinch up where like I opened my file cabinet and he like I set him up where he would like fall on me and then I'm supposed to like act scared. And then I just put that on social media and my friends and family are like, oh, my gosh, you're so bored at work. That's hilarious. And I thought, <laughs> man, there might be something to this. I bet I can use video to promote mental health counseling yeah. and my office and what I do. So then it just like took off from there. That's so cool. So I can thank the Grinch. So Jax, there's a lot of similarities in what I seemingly practice with my clients, or at least what I do and what I know of you through watching your videos. And I, I mean, I think that I'm hilarious in working with my clients. And I, I'm wondering if there's ever stuff that you've run into that's kind of backfired. Because when I start dabbing, when I win Connect Four, uh, there's, there's just some of my clients that when their eyes roll, I'm, I'm worried about their eye sockets disconnecting. Right. Yeah, I know. I, I think that as adults, when we try to when we try too hard to fit in with the teenagers, I think that starts to look uh, inauthentic. 
I think when we embrace the weird of being an, an adult trying to socialize with teenagers, I think that's when teenagers are a little more forgiving about it. So like, I'm sure you're hilarious and I want to <laughs> see some of the videos you're doing. And I think, I often think I'm hilarious too. Like I sometimes will, you know, a client will look at some of my videos or they'll see, a, I'll show them a video in session and I'm laughing, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I kind of thought that was pretty funny. And they're like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> okay. Isn't that the way with Tiggy? Yeah, totally. It seems like your your videos are, are something where pretty strong messages, very strong personality. Has there ever been a time when it's kind of come into the room from what people have seen on social media, like when you get a new client or that kind of stuff? What, how does it impact the therapeutic relationship, the strong brand that you've developed? Um, I, it's actually improved the therapeutic relationship. Building rapport with teenagers is a lot smoother. It's a lot easier if they've seen my videos prior to coming in. And at this point, a lot of them have. I'll get calls from parents all the time and they'll say, oh my gosh, I was on your website. I think my teenager is going to love you. Do you have openings? And then I'll say, you know, make sure they look at the website themselves. Make sure, you know, they watch some of the videos. I do have a free consultation if they have questions. Uh, but usually by the time, if they've done if they've seen my videos, if they've seen my website, usually by the time they get here, they feel like they already know me because I am pretty authentic. I mean, what you see is what you get with me pretty much on videos. I mean, I don't go around acting and, you know, like that all the time, but I'm pretty authentic in how I talk and what I say and how I express myself. So the building, getting to know a client is a lot easier. They, they appear more comfortable in session right off the bat. They, they feel like they can, it seems like they feel like they can talk to me. And teens will often say that, like, you're so cool. Like, you're not like the <laughs> other stuffy therapists that I've met, you know? Nice. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> I imagine that you just walk out to the waiting room and you introduce yourself in some version of, hi, I'm Jax. You know me from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually have a sign in my waiting room that it's a Halloween decoration that my mom got for me. And I absolutely love it because I love witches. And uh, it says it's like an in and out sign, but it says the witch is in and you can flip it to out. And I leave it up all year round within like the witch is in 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> so they usually like see that in the waiting room and they ask me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thrizer is a payment platform designed for out-of-network therapy. As a therapist, you would use Thrizer to charge clients for sessions and collect your full rate up front. From the client's perspective, Thrizer links to their health plan, so insurance claims are automatically submitted for them upon every charge. From there, Thrizer manages the claims end-to-end -end so that your clients don't have to worry about manually submitting super bills or getting on calls with insurance. The best part? Thrizer allows clients to only pay their co-insurance portion for sessions, while Thrizer covers the rest of your fee and waits for reimbursement on their behalf. They also offer you an instant benefits calculator for free, allowing you to provide upfront transparency to prospective clients on their out-of-network coverage. Therapists only pay a standard 3% credit card processing fee per session with no additional fees. Visit join.thrizer.com forward slash modern therapist to get started and use our promo code modern therapists to receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. You are involved with a number of different things. You're, you're 
practice, your video stuff, you do photography, uh, saw on your website that you're, you're a former athlete. Yeah. Like this is just kind of, you, you pull a lot of different areas into your life, both personally and professionally. How do you balance out all of that diversity? A supportive husband, parents who are willing to watch my daughter on a moment's notice. <laughs> nice. But also a lot of coffee, um, exercise, and just, I don't really, I don't have a lot of time for perfectionism or procrastination. So I just jump. Like when I do something, I jump. And I try and make everything I do relatable to my passion, you know, inspiring and motivating, encouraging, empowering parents of teens and teens around the world. So I try and use all of the things that I enjoy doing and the the different things that I do to make it relatable to that so that it, it helps me be able to do everything because I'm still working on my mission, on my passion, if that makes sense. I'm sure that that really resonates with a lot of your mm-hmm. clients too, where you can show them that you don't have to get to some level of perfectionism, that it's just going out and it's doing your best and it's having your fun and moving towards the goals that you want to achieve. Exactly. Everybody has their own personal relationship with failure or making a mistake. I've learned to get to the point where I've accepted failure as a thing and success is built on failure. So when I go out and I do something and it doesn't work, you know, I try and learn from it and I say, hey, I had another failure. Now I know that's not going to work. So save some time and energy there, (laughs) you know. And that helps with teens, too, because, you know, they're that adolescent stage of development. I mean, they're supposed to make a bunch of mistakes. They're supposed to fail. That's a great lesson. And I think it's something that is important for people to learn all the way through development. But the fact that you've embraced that is awesome. Mm -hmm. I know that uh, some of your videos have had some negative reactions. I don't know that I would call them failures. So maybe this isn't quite as smooth of a transition Mm -hmm. as I'd like it to be. But, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, tell us a little bit about the stories with, you know, as your personal brand has developed, as your visibility has developed, you know, kind of the haters, the the videos that flopped, the the things, you know, that you've learned and how you manage that. Because it seems like it's very vulnerable to put yourself out there in the way that you are. And uh, I think it can be terrifying for a lot of therapists uh, to do videos that really put themselves on display. So I guess tell us your horror stories and how you've survived them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I, yeah, how I've survived them. And honestly, like I get a lot of people telling me that they love my videos and they watch them and they totally get it, but they, I don't get a lot of comments on them. So I don't, if I'm getting a lot of hate or there's a lot of people out there that are talking about it, I don't really see it. And even if I were to get a lot of comments on the videos, I, I, I don't know, unless it's a question, I mean, I might read through them a little bit to answer any questions that people might have, but I try to avoid looking at any negativity unless and this happened to me um actually this happened to are me you talking about the bullying oh, video because i thought um, that was hilarious tell us about yes. that because it's awesome yes oh my gosh so i have this method to manage a bully for teenagers it's called sarcasm and confusion and it's basically using sarcasm to confuse your bully eventually if the bully is confused they're going to stop because bullies bully for a reason and they're trying to meet a need they're trying to feel good about themselves if you can confuse them they don't like they don't like the feeling of that so they're going to move on so i was doing a video about that i was a live broadcast on facebook and nobody really joined the live broadcast but i noticed about 4 hours later somebody had <laughs> 
put had commented the first comment was yeah you should never go live this early because you look oh like oh my gosh and i was like oh all right thanks you know so i and i thought what a perfect opportunity for me to use my method sarcasm to confuse this guy so I essentially replied to him in his comment and I said, you're welcome, which is one of, I made t-shirts of you're welcome. It's two words. It's simple. Anything a bully says to you, just respond <laughs> with sarcastic, you're welcome. And I was curious. <laughs> yeah, it works. I was curious, will this work with cyber bullies? And it's so funny that before I went live that day, I had I had that thought in my head. I did that. I'm like, perfect, perfect opportunity to see if sarca sarcastic, you're welcome is going to work with cyber bullies. So it wasn't long before he replied to my, you're welcome. And literally, you guys, he literally said, I'm confused, <laughs> but good try though. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so then, so then I thought, oh, this is this is social media gold. Like obviously, uh, you're welcome. Sarcastically works with cyberbullies because he's saying he's confused. So then I kind of called in all my friends, my supportive friends, and I was like, hey, go check out what's happening here and leave a comment. And it just kind of blew up from there. But he tried to make my attempt to go live a nightmare, but he actually ended up helping me a great deal. I ended up sending him a personal message thanking him. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about some of the early support that you got in your mm -hmm. clinic setting about really embracing who you are. Now that you're more established, I'm wondering if you've run into any criticisms from other professionals as far as you know, you're, you're not doing therapy in the, the traditional ways. You're, you're way too available. Uh, you're, you're knowing nods that nobody else can see as they're hearing a podcast. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. I do. And I would say that 95% of the criticism or the hate that I receive comes from colleagues or other mental health professionals. Oh, wow. That's unfortunate. It is because, you know, there's so many different ways to do therapy. And I always say that psychology, therapy, mental health, it's not black and white. It's great. And what works for one person might not work for another. If my style, if my brand isn't going to work for you, move, move on or, or let me help you find somebody who might work for you. Tell me about what you're looking for. But people, the other professionals or colleagues will say that uh, me even having a social media account at all is unethical. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they'll tell me that I self-disclose too much about my own bullying experience and about my own anxiety. Shouldn't be doing that. They'll tell me that clean your office when you make videos, Jack. So your office should be spick and span when you're making these videos. And I disagree with all of those things because I think we've come into an age where social media is a part of life. Businesses are using social media to market because that's where people are. People aren't watching TV. They aren't reading the newspaper. They're not facing a magazine anymore. They're on social media. And if you want to reach those people and help those people the best that you can, you've got to be on social media. And I think that this is another thing that we share just in. And I, I think that this is more pronounced in working with adolescents, that mm -hmm. there's so much more of a barrier of moving from the traditional theories and trying to connect with right. teenagers and it's a criticism that I've run into a lot myself too. And it's one that I, I really agree. And this is a, a large foundation of what Katie and I are building our message on is that there there's room for your personality mm -hmm. and it really does resonate. And this is 
something where we we can't help but be us. And, you know, just as I'm hearing you uh, thinking of just kind of like inauthentically me is what it means to practice like everybody else thinks that we should. Right. And I'm really glad for that vulnerability and that owning that you do bring to yourself in, in moving forward, partly because it justifies what I'm doing. <laughs> if there's other people, but it's more of the norm, but no, I, I'm really glad because this, this does set up that authentic relationship so much more. And most of it, like I said, it, you know, if 95% of the criticism and hate I get is coming from mental health professionals, that's okay. Because that means that the target audience, the teens, the parents of teens that are seeing it, what I hear from them is, I love what you're doing. I totally get it. They send me ideas for videos. Nice. Can you do a video on this? You know, so, I, you know, I I can deal with other professionals saying those things, and that's fine. It's not your style. But all I want to do is help people. I'll, all I want to do is reach as many people as possible around the world to, you know, help with teens with anxiety and bullying and parents to understand their teens and. I think that any way that I could possibly do that, if it's working, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, and I think the thing that I really see with your videos and with your website and, you know, everything that you're putting out is that it's connecting with your target audience, which of course is important for a thriving mm -hmm. practice, but it is doing so much to decrease mental health or mental illness stigma. Like I think it, it's such a great service for the world. And so I think it's, to me, the thing that really resonates for me is the fact that you're walking your talk, you're very passionate, and you're reaching people who need to be reached. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that feels so important. And so I kind of like, I'm mm -hmm. thinking like, well, haters are going to hate. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think, and I think it's something where, yeah. you know, and this is what Kurt and I talk about all the time. It's like, if we can find mm -hmm. ethical ways, which self-disclosure is not in and of itself unethical. You know, if it's for the benefit of our clients or for our communities, it can be actually really, really healing. Mm -hmm. And so if we can do these things in an ethical way and, and expand how we can connect with our clients, serve our communities, decrease mental health stigma, all of that is amazing. And you've really found your, mm -hmm. your way to do that. These videos just cross so many barriers. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love what, I love the, what you're putting out there. Thank you. I think that humor really neutralizes the irritation and frustration and anxiety about things. So, and plus it's easier to watch about mental health issues when you can make it hilarious, you know, humorous, <laughs> you can laugh about it. Right. And I don't mind embarrassing myself. So like, it seems to work. Nice. <laughs> Not only does Therapy Notes combine billing, scheduling, notes, secure messaging, group telehealth, and more into one streamlined platform, they're also always adding new features and forms to their library. So no matter your specialty, Therapy Notes has you covered. Learn more at therapynotes.com and use promo code MODERN for two months free. So yeah. people are hating on you and, you know, that's no good, but mm -hmm. I think that you've really started something that's important. And so in your opinion, what do you think that a lot of therapists get wrong? Let's, let's move it back to the other side. <laughs> your, your chance to throw it back at other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't get too much hate, you know, like I, people, like you said, Katie, people, haters are going to hate, you know, and, and I've, I think I've been blessed where I, I haven't had too much of that. Now, if all of a sudden the psychotherapist blows up, I understand that you know, with 
more views, there's the potential for more hate. And that's okay. I mean, people, I don't Mm -hmm. take it personally. So I think that what a lot of therapists get wrong is that they, they underestimate the power of being themselves. Mm. They, they underestimate the power of social media, of videos, of website, and being authentic, transparent, and appropriately real. You know, because I think that, especially for professionals in this business, where we're teaching authenticity, we're teaching being vulnerable, we're, we're helping people cope with fears around that. Why would we shy away from doing that? Why would we, you know, wait till everything's perfect mm-hmm. to give it a go? I think we underestimate also just the people's willingness to be forgiving and to want to see us stumble as well. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, I like you as a therapist because you struggle with things too. Yeah. You're not like this machine, you know, that is saying that everything's perfect for you, that you're relatable that way. So I think they just underestimate the power of the authenticity. You said something that really struck me as something I want to know more about. And you said being appropriately real. And so what does that mean? Like, how do you decide what appropriate, like what is appropriately authentic and what's inappropriate? I think that appropriately real, I'm not being real and authentic on social media to encourage my audience to therapy me. I'm not being real and talking about my bullying experience or my anxiety because I'm looking for support, because I'm looking for advice, because I'm looking for people to feel bad for me. I'm not doing it for those reasons. My intention behind doing it is to share my experience so that it's relatable to people that even though I'm a mental health therapist, I still struggle with anxiety. I I work with teens who are being bullied. I can relate to these teens because I've been bullied. That's the message I want to send out there. So I'm not doing it in an attention-seeking manner, I'm doing it in, I'm trying to help you benefit from my experience manner. Does that make sense? Yeah. It comes from a different intention. Yeah. It's normalizing. It's saying, hey, I've been there. I've got that experience and I can support you. I'm not just, you know, kind of coming from the theoretical ivory tower space around what you're talking about. For me, it's a real issue, Mm -hmm. but I've managed it. And now I want to help you with it. Not like, oh, I was bullied and I need your help. What do you think I should do? Yeah. Yeah. It's appropriately real. There also seems to be such a almost hypocrisy within the psychotherapy profession of you go and be absolutely yourself as the client. Mm -hmm but I'm not going to be that myself. Yeah. And it's, and especially again, working with adolescents where it's like, we, we already come across as being hypocrites enough of just being adults that (laughs) (laughs) do as I say, don't do as I do. Yeah. You should pick up your mic and drop it right now. Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I, you know, and teenagers, like, I mean, you know, this, like you work with teenagers, they're, they're like little walking lie detectors. You know, they know when you're not oh, yeah. being authentic. They can totally read that. You know, they have no patience for it. They're not going to talk to you. <laughs> right. And and they know exactly the thing that you're trying mm-hmm. to hide. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, John Mulaney's like stand up no. special where uh-uh. he talks about like a, a seventh grader is like the, the worst thing that he would ever want to see walking down the street <laughs> just because they, they would just be able to pick up on it within seconds yeah. and you know, it's, he's making fun of his body of just like, oh, look at Mr. High Hips <laughs> yeah, over there. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's funny. I often tell parents as like teenagers are like wild animals. You don't want to make a lot of noise in the woods. 
you don't look them in the eye, never challenge the dominance, <laughs> you know, like, just, you know, and but that's seventh graders, eighth graders, you know. I, I usually tell a lot of, of parents and especially the, the clients that I'm working with who are affected by bullying that seventh and eighth graders are like the worst people on oh. earth that, you know, there, there's like yes. them and then like <laughs> ISIS. And... <laughs> they are middle school is rough. It is so rough. They're they they're trying to separate from their parents and fit in with peers, and they're just oh man, it's so rough. And then you mix in there, you know, wherever they came from, the relationships that they've had, traumas they've experienced. It's just like a yeah, it's just nasty. If I can ask, how old's your daughter? She's seven. She's seven. How much trouble is she in with you being her mom <laughs> coming down the road? I think I, I, um, I think it's actually reverse because I think I'm in a lot of trouble being her mom because, you know, I've, I'm sure you, sure you guys have had clients who have had a therapist as a parent and they always complain about, well, oh, then she goes into therapy mode and she wants and it's like, oh, I'm just <laughs> asking a question, you know, so. I think I'm in trouble. Uh, yes. Uh, she's, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be in trouble. I, there's, I mean, of course I'm going to screw up. I'm going to make <laughs> a lot of mistakes. I'm, I'm not always going to practice what I preach when it comes to my own daughter. I realize that. And, you know, and hopefully the people that I've preached to, if I'm ever doing that and they catch me, they can be like, hey, Jax, um, <laughs> remember what you always told me? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. But I'm not looking forward to middle school. I'm I'm hoping she wants to homeschool during that time. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are, are younger than yours, yeah. and I, I feel very much the same way. Mm -hmm. And you know, just in sticking with the theme overall of our show, that as as whole person therapists, that you know, our flaws are not just what we self disclose to clients, but it's also mm -hmm. kind of owning them in the other aspects of our lives of parenting of putting ourselves out there and having those kinds of failures and being able to own and learn from it mm -hmm. and. You know, this is where I'm really glad that I get to see some of the mistakes that I'm making, even with my clients, just to help out how I'm going to raise my own kids down the road. And just because I'm prepared, my kids are going to throw a wrench at that. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, this is, you know, really, I, I think you have been practicing what Katie and I have been preaching. And even though we're in very different parts of the country, mm -hmm. that that allows for us to know that our, our message is resonating mm -hmm. and that there's other people independent of us. And as much as I'd like to take credit for everybody following along these paths <laughs> as us being on the forefront, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that there are other people out there who are going through the same issues that Katie and I talk about in a lot of the rest of our shows. Mm -hmm. I think that your podcast is perfectly timed in this day and age and therapists should listen to it because there's a lot of therapists on social media. I've met a lot of therapists all over the country and world on social media and they'll talk about being nervous about doing videos and what their worries are and to direct them to your podcast, you know, help them get over that yeah. or manage through it in some way, shape or form or connect with other people who feel the same way and they can coach each other out of it. I, I just think too, you just got to do it. Mm -hmm. Just practice. Don't publish anything. Just sit in front of your phone and record yourself talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's something where, you know, so many people have this desire to step out in a different way, to be authentic, to, mm -hmm. to try out social media, to try video. And, you know, obviously we, we had a, 
episode with Ernesto Segismundo from Film It, the very beginning, uh, talking mm-hmm. about how to do that. You know, this episode I think is very helpful. We have some other episodes on branding. And I think to me, exactly what you said, finding that community where you can, you know, kind of coach each other, you can talk through how do we do this thing? And, and that's definitely what Kurt and I are trying to, to build with our Modern Therapist Survival mm-hmm. Guide group on Facebook is, is having that place where we can talk about how do we do this thing in real time. But, but to me, it just, it seems so important to find the people wherever you find them, you know, find the people who are going to kind of resonate so that you can get that encouragement. Because if you're only around the folks that say having social media presence is unethical, or who think that you're not doing it the right way, it can be really hard to hold strong uh, to what you can see Mm -hmm. as as a path forward and a way to to be using our terms, a modern therapist and an effective therapist. So, right. so thanks for going out so boldly and doing that. Cause I know that you're kind of on the leading edge of this thing. And, and I think it, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's, you, you know, thank you're you. one of the people that encourages us. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys doing this podcast. I'm just going to keep doing videos because they're fun. They're yeah, totally I think that's a good idea. <laughs> so what, what what else besides, you know, you've got your psychotherapist uh, website, the videos, that kind of stuff. What, where else can people find you? What are the, what are the things that uh, we can put in our show notes to, to connect people to you? I'm on Instagram at the psychotherapist and I am my clinic, A Beautiful Journey Counseling and Consulting has a Facebook page. I used to do Snapchat, but I don't do Snapchat anymore. It just seems like (laughs) a lot of work. (laughs) But I like Instagram. I like that, you know, now that Facebook bought it, it's it works with Facebook a lot. It's 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 much more smoother, smoother. I'm not even (laughs) sure how to say that. (laughs) But uh, I do like Instagram. It's where I can be. I let myself be a little more. um, Yeah. You know, the daily stuff you know, like burnt my coffee, you know, that kind of stuff where I wouldn't put that on Facebook. But I also tell people like, come on over, join my tribe. Let's get real. So Instagram and Facebook, my website, those are the most the the most common places where I am. And YouTube, my YouTube channel. And to clarify this, psychotherapist is P-S-Y-K-O therapist. So people can find you. But we'll have it in the show notes. But just in case people yeah. are wanting to madly go right there right now, yeah, I <laughs> sure. wanted to give them the way to find you. Right, right. Well, Jax, yeah. thank you very much for being on our show today. And this has thank been great. You. And consider us part of your tribe. And we are Yay. definitely on the on the same page on so many things. If our listeners are wanting to learn more about this, we have a couple of our live events coming up here in the Los Angeles area. The first is a law and ethics workshop on personal branding of how to do what Jax and Katie and I are doing while respecting the laws and ethics surrounding this. And if that's a little bit too soon, then we have our Therapy Reimagined Conference in October of 2018 here in Los Angeles, where we have two days talking about building yourselves as therapists and where we're going as a profession. 14 CEUs. uh, We'd love to have you check out our website, mtsgpodcast.com, to learn a lot more about that. And until next time, I'm Kurt Whithelm with Katie Vernoy and Jax Anderson, the psychotherapist. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Modern Therapist Survival Guide. Learn more about who we are and what we do at mtsgpodcast.com. You can also join us on Facebook and Twitter. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Remember to check out Thryzer. They are passionate about making out-of-network therapy work for everyone. Clients save upfront on therapy while therapists earn their full rate. Get started in minutes on join.thryzer.com forward slash modern therapist 
and use the promo code MODERNTHERAPISTS and receive $2,500 in waived fees for your sessions. Thanks so much to our partner, Therapy Notes, the highest rated practice management solution for behavioral health. Don't forget, using promo code MODERN gets you two free months.